Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of this show. My name is Taibat Olanio, and I'm the radio host for the New Heights Show on Education and the New Heights Educational Group. I would like you to know that this show is pre-recorded on Fridays and this show focuses on youth and issues affecting them. Last time I talked about vices among youth and today I will be talking about youth and traffic issues, especially traffic accidents. Worldwide, an estimated 1.2 million people are killed in road crashes each year and as many as 50 million are injured. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, car crashes are the leading cause of death for teenagers. Road traffic crashes are a routine occurrence in, on roads throughout the world. Thousands of people lose their lives on the roads every day. Many are left with disabilities or emotional scars that they will carry for the rest of their lives. Children and young adults are among the most vulnerable as every hour daily, over 1,000 young people under the ages of 25 years are killed in road traffic crashes around the world. This means that 30% of those killed and injured in road traffic crashes amount, amounting to about 383,046 road traffic deaths are recorded in this age group in year 2002 around the world. Road traffic injuries are a growing public health issues, disproportionately affecting vulnerable group of road users, including the poor. More than half the people killed in traffic crashes are young adults aged between 15 and 44 years, and they are often the breadwinners in their families. Road traffic injuries are the leading cause of death globally um, among ages 15 and 19 years old, while for those in the 10, between 10 and 14 years and 20 to 24 years age brackets, 
are the second leading cause of death. In 2019, almost 2,400 teens in the United States aged 13 to 19 were killed and about 258,000 were treated in emergency departments for injuries suffering in motor vehicle crashes. That means that every day, about 17 aged 13 to 19 die due to motor vehicle crashes and hundreds more injured. In addition, motor vehicle crash deaths among teens aged 15 and 19 years of age resulted in about $4.8 billion in medical and work loss costs for crashes that occurred in 2018. The risk of motor vehicle crashes is higher among teens aged 16 to 19 than among other age groups. In fact, per mile driven, teen drivers in this age group are nearly three times as likely as drivers aged 20 or older to be in a fatal crash. The nature and severity of injuries that children and youth sustained in road traffic coalition are influenced by their age and on what type of road user they are. Traumatic brain injuries are the leading cause of traffic-related death and injuries. We will look at road users and children pedestrians. There are various reasons why children and youth are most vulnerable when it comes to using the road. And some of those reasons that makes children to get into road accidents include um, limitation of their size. The child, any child will have difficulties seeing in traffic. He or she needs to be tall enough to view the surrounding traffic. The child may easily not be seen by other traffic users as a result of the small size. Then the child is top heavy, that is, the size of a child's head relative to the rest of the body is greater than the ratio in adults. A child, therefore, has a higher center of gravity than an adult, leading to a greater disposition to head injuries. Limitation of vision. Children have a less developed perception of depth and thus have difficulty judging the distance between themselves and other objects, particularly when both are in motion. Limitation of hearing. Small children have difficulty gauging the size and speeds of vehicles from the sound of the engine as they approach. Children have difficulty knowing what direction a sound is coming from and hence what direction a car is going to. Limitation of attention. Young children are active, energetic, and often impulsive. Their concentration span is shorter and they can struggle to attend to more than one problem at a time. Children can be easily distracted by other stimuli, which may lead them to suddenly run into the road. Limitation of judgment. Speed and distance are difficult for a child to judge, but are essential to safely cross a road. The concept of left and right as position relative to the body
develop slowly in children and are only well established after the age of about seven. Now, what factors can put teens at risk? For people of any age, there are many risk factors that increase, increase their likelihood of sustaining road traffic injuries. And for the youth, inexperience has been identified as one of the factors putting them at risk of a car crash. Teens are more likely than older drivers to underestimate or not to be able to recognize dangerous situations. Youth are also more likely than adults to make critical decision errors that could lead to serious crashes. Youth do not understand or react to complex traffic situations the same way as an adult. Their developmental immaturity means that in the um, traffic environment, they lack certain abilities that adults possess and this increases their risk to road traffic crashes. In addition, the need for youth to exercise physical energy, explore and play, combined with a lack of safe areas to do so, may make them to be at greater likelihood of being involved in car crashes. Nighttime and weekend driving. In 2019, 40% of motor vehicle crash deaths among teen drivers and passengers aged 13 to 19 occurred between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. and 52% occurred on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Not using seat belts. When a vehicle is involved in a crash, it comes to an abrupt halt. If not restrained, the bodies of the occupants will either be catapulted forward into the structure of the vehicle, um, most likely into the steering wheel if they are driving, or into the back of the front seat if they are back seat passengers, or be ejected from the vehicle completely. Compared with other age groups, Teens and young adults often have the lowest seat belt use rates. Results from the National Occupant Protection Use Survey Controlled Intersection Study from 2016 to 2019 indicates that seat belt use among teens and young adults, that is between the ages of 16 and 24 years, was approximately 87% each year, whereas Seat belts used among adults, that is 25 years of age or older, are about 90% or higher for each year during the same period. Seat belts are designed to help keep people away from the vehicle structure or from serving as projectiles and to distribute the force of a crash over the strongest part of the human body, thereby causing the minimum amount of damage to the body's soft tissue. In another study in 2019, 43.1% of the United States high school students did not always wear a seat belt while driving in a car driven by someone else. Among teen drivers and passengers, 16 to 19 years of age who died in car crashes in 2019 
almost half of them were unrestrained at the time of the crash. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to New Heights Show on Education. My name is Tai Batolanio, and I am the radio host for the show. This show is pre-recorded every Friday and focuses on youth and issues affecting them. A recap of the first segment of the show, I talked about um, what impact of road accidents can have on youth and the causes for youth involvement in road accidents. Distracted driving is another cause of road accidents. Distraction negatively affects driving performance for all drivers, not only things, but can be especially dangerous for young, inexperienced drivers. Results from the 2019 National Youth Risk Behavior Survey revealed that among U.S. high school students who drove, 39% texted or emailed while driving at least once during the 30 days before the survey. Speeding. Teens are more likely than older drivers to speed and allow um, shorter headways. That is the distance from the front of one car to the front of the next. In 2018, 30% of male drivers aged 15 to 20 years and 18% of female drivers aged 15 to 20 years who were involved in fatal crashes were speeding. These were the highest percentages by gender as compared with all other age groups. Alcohol use. Drinking any amount of alcohol before driving increases crash risk among teen drivers as compared with older drivers. Youth have a much higher risk for being involved in a crash than older drivers at the same blood alcohol concentration. Even if the, the levels is below the legal limit for adults. Results from the 2019 National Youth Risk Behavior Survey revealed the following. One, among United States high school students who drove, 5.4% drove when they had been drinking alcohol at least once during the 30 days before the survey. Two, driving after drinking alcohol was higher among students who are older, male, or add lower grades. Three, 16.7% of the United States high school students rode with a driver who had been drinking alcohol at least once during the 30 days before the survey. Riding with a drinking driver was higher among students with lower grades. Five, students who were engaged in any of the other transportation risk behaviors measured by the survey were approximately 3 to 13 times as likely to have also engaged in driving after drinking alcohol at least once during the 30 days before the survey.
Drinking alcohol is illegal for people less than 21 years of age, as is driving after drinking any amount of alcohol. Despite this, in 2018, 24% of drivers aged 15 to 20 who were killed in fatal motor vehicle crashes had been drinking. Youth-related risk-taking While young children may take risks because they lack appropriate skills to do otherwise, youth may indeed have the risk, have the skills, but may actively seek out risk. Risk-taking behavior may um, allow ad adolescents to feel a sense of control over their lives or sometimes to oppose authority. Research shows that there are high level of sensation-seeking behavior among youth and a need to maintain a heightened level of physiological arousal. Young people consequently um, seek new situations and experiences to maintain this level, irrespective of the risk they may encounter in this experience. Sensation seeking has been shown to rise between the ages of 9 and 14, peaking in late adolescence or the early 20s, and then decline afterwards. Peer pressure. As young children become adolescents, peer influence becomes increasingly important compared to the earlier strong influence of parents. For many young people, their pairs are the most important people in their lives and are often their primary source of behavioral norms. Teenagers can be led by what is considered cool, not necessarily what is safe. Pair pressure can mean that young people are more likely to behave in a risky manner on the road, both as an inexperienced driver or rider or as a pedestrian. For this reason, one needs to consider not only individual behaviors, but also the environmental factors, including um, media messages, community norms, and public and institutional policies that may support high-risk behavior. Aftermath or the effect of road traffic injuries. Road traffic injuries can place considerable physical and psychological, psychological, likewise psychosocial strain on those injured and their families. Many children and youths who have been involved in road traffic coalition are left with long-term injuries or disabilities. The extent of disability can range from minor or short-term incapacity, which may affect day-to-day -day living or activities to um, severe or permanent disabilities. The emotional and practical impact on the victim's family and caregivers is also considered. In addition, road traffic crashes may place severe financial strain on a family who often have to absorb the direct medical costs as well as indirect costs, which may be created by a victim's inability to continue earning or through the reallocation of work required by their carers who may result in lost income. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing video-based, self-paced, 
teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back, and this is the New Heights Show on Education. Now, we'll, uh, I'll go through um, solutions to road accidents. There are a number of ways in which the exposure of youth to traffic risk can be reduced. For parents, parents should educate their kids in maintaining road safety for themselves and other users. Parents play an important role in the behavior of young children. Don't just pay for the traffic um, ticket. It doesn't change the reckless behavior of your youth. Instead, first, make important decisions about the level of exposure of your children to risk. For example, they influence how often or how long children may be in traffic or on the road, and whether or not children use child restraints or helmets. Second, parents serve as important role models as children learn by imitation and careful observation of adult actions and will begin developing road safety skills very well before they reach school age 15. Modifying the environment in the ways already referred to in the first um, method. For example, pay greater attention to pedestrian and cyclists when you are in your car. This will ensure that the, your children who circle or walk to school are safe and could reduce the exposure of these children to road traffic. And for your youth who are, begin, who are beginner drivers, since they lack the skill and experience necessary to successfully handle the risk they may encounter on road, parents or experienced adults should be with these teens and youth when driving. It doesn't matter if they have a driving license. To government, the future of the country is its young people. We cannot afford to lose our children to road traffic crashes. When planning road safety initiatives, policymakers and leaders need to recognize children's vulnerabilities as well as their inexperience, developmental needs, and exuberance for life. Road traffic injury prevention must be incorporated into a broad range of activities, such as the development and management of road infrastructure, the provision of safer vehicles, law enforcement, mobility planning, the provision of health and hospital services, child welfare services, and urban and environmental planning. Setting and enforcing speed limits, that is setting upper, speed, upper limits on speed, will regulate traffic and make the overall speed more consistent. In determining speed limits, Consideration needs to be given to road function, traffic composition, types of road users, and road design. 
strict measures should be put on drinking while driving. For example, there is a likeliness to reduce the severity and number of speed-related crashes, which are often associated with alcohol consumption if there are strict measures placed on drinking while driving. Speed crashes frequently occur at night and the presence of young passengers may encourage a driver to speed. For this reason, restriction on alcohol consumption by youth behind the wheel, driving at night, and on passengers carried while driving can complement measures directly aimed at speeding. And to the health sector, the health sector is an important partner in this process. Your role is to strengthen the evidence base, provide appropriate pre-hospital and hospital care, as well as rehabilitation, conduct advocacy, and contribute to the implementation and evaluation of interventions. At the scene of the crash, prompt high-quality pre-hospital care can save many lives after a road traffic crash has occurred. In places where formal emergency medical services exist, usually with ambulances, there are, they are most effective if their equipment, training, infrastructure, and operations are standardized. And for pedestrians and other road users, pedestrians should, one, wear clothing that makes them more visible such as white or light colors. Two, wear retro reflective stripes on clothing or articles such as backpacks. Three, walk where there is good lightning. Four, walk facing or coming traffic. And for cyclists, they should use front, rear, and wheel reflectors, bicycle lamps, and also retro-reflective jackets or vests. Finally, rehabilitating the injured survivors of traffic crashes can be a bit difficult. Much of this disability, particularly among youth, could be avoided with improved rehabilitation services. This includes improved services in healthcare facilities, and improved access to community-based rehabilitation. These will lessen the, the, the feel of guilty on the path of the victim and on the path of the person who caused the road accident. Strengthening such rehabilitation services globally is needed to help minimize the extent of disability after injury and to help those with persistent disabilities achieve their highest potential, leading full and meaningful lives. Understanding the risk faced by young road users is important in order to plan appropriate programs to reduce road traffic deaths and injuries among the youth between the age group of 12 and 24. Most of the intervention that reduce the risk of road traffic injuries among the general population will definitely reduce the occurrence among youth. 
And that will be the end for this show for the week. Don't forget to join Erica Hansen every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our live show. You can reach me by email at olaniyoti at newheighteducation.org. Be sure to join me next Friday at radio.newheighteducation.org as I discuss yet another issue youths are facing. Remember, a troubled youth is a troubled adult. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.